Welcome everyone to episode three of Dotting the Eye with Davis and Chad. On today's episode, Buckeye football is back, baby. What's up, Buckeye Nation, and welcome back to Dotting the I with Davis and Chad, and welcome back to Ohio State football. It's about time. I mean, we were running out of show topics. I mean, it's a good thing they decided to come up with a decision. I'm telling you what, I feel like I've aged 15 years through this whole process, and I feel like my clothes have completely gone out of style. And your clothes always go out of style. Actually, they've never even been in style, let's be honest. I hate to say you're right, but you're right. Well, I will say this. Um, like I said, I'm super excited, man. I was I was really excited yesterday to hear the news that we were coming back. We're playing football. I think we all anticipated it. Um, I think the biggest surprise for me was really the start date. I really thought we'd be starting on the 17th. Um, I, yeah, I mean, obviously, I think the reason why we wanted to start on the 17th or even start on the 10th for that matter is mainly because uh, two reasons. We wanted to make sure that we were going to be CFP eligible. And even if we we're only going to have a shortened season, we wanted to at least have some time in there, some weeks off in case there were issues to either reschedule something or to have a bye week. But uh, unfortunately, the decision that did come out leaves us zero room for error. Which I think is going to be really difficult, man, in this climate right now. Did you see today that Wisconsin announced they got like 40-some positive tests today? Yeah. I mean, but you got to think, too, now kids are going to be coming back that have not probably been required to be on campus or, you know, kind of under watch with the football team. And once they come back, they're going to be tested. So this is, even though that's an alarming number... And obviously, Wisconsin would be in that new color code system that you're going to explain here in a little bit. Uh, they'd be in the red. But um, this is going to happen. And I think that might actually be another reason why they decided to push it off until the 24th. Is not as much to give these teams time to prepare uh, and practice for the first week of games. I think it's actually to get everyone prepared to actually be able to play by adhering to these new strict policies that, that we got to adhere to. And uh, how do you feel about how do you feel about an eight game schedule with a plus one at the end? And and what I mean by plus one for people out there listening who don't exactly, you know, haven't read everything. Uh, the plus one is going to be the Big Ten championship game, but not only a Big Ten championship game. Uh, it basically gives the other teams in the Big Ten that aren't playing for the championship a chance at a ninth game by playing each other based on seeds. So one versus one, two versus two and so on uh, down the schedule. How do you feel about that? Um, I'll be honest, I actually really like this concept, and I think this is a concept that should happen with all conferences, regardless of if we're playing a shortened season or because of COVID. Because if you think about it, man, that last game that we're playing, it's just those two teams that uh, go to the conference title game, and all those other teams are sitting at home, and either their season is done or they're waiting for a bowl game. That would give them an extra game in an attempt to maybe make a bowl, in a normal year and think about the cool matchups that you're going to see. Just take it for the big 10. I think some of the uh, rankings from last year, of course we had Ohio state, Wisconsin is one and one from the East and West, but then your next matchup would have been Penn state. And I believe it was Minnesota. And then the next one would have been like Michigan and uh, Michigan state or something. I can't honestly can't remember. You'll have some really cool matchups in there. If you're having your two V two, three V three and so on. 
Not to mention, it gives you that extra game to try to qualify for a bowl or, you know, for some of the seniors, another game to play something. So I think that's something that is really cool that is kind of surprising that's not really been thought of yet. Well, let me ask you this, because this popped into my mind as soon as this schedule came out. We all know that when they announced the initial schedule right before they shut everything down, uh, we were playing Michigan smack in the middle of the season. Do you think they're going to change that now, now that they have an opportunity to revisit the schedule? Do you think they'll put Michigan last? Um, I don't know. My mind would think yes, that I think they'll go ahead and switch it back around to the last game, but... I wouldn't necessarily be uh, given. Yes, I want it to be the last game of the season, but there's also a big part of me that wants to wants it to be on Thanksgiving weekend because there's just this whole kind of, you know, me and you like every year I come up and I do Thanksgiving with my family and we basically stay at your house for three straight days. We drag ourselves up, butt crack of dawn Saturday morning and get ready for that noon kickoff, you know, the that weekend right after Thanksgiving. And that's just kind of been a yearly tradition. So personally, even though it wouldn't be the last game of the season, I would really much like to see that Michigan game being put on Thanksgiving weekend. Now, see, I, I can see it both ways. The traditionalist in me, you know, thinks it should be the last game of the season no matter what. Uh, but also, like you said, the, I guess I'm starting to come down to earth a little bit. And then this year is going to be whacked out no matter what we do about it. Truthfully, they announced this schedule and they announced their plan, but we don't know if any of it's going to happen. We could play nine football games this year. We could play two. You know, I really just don't know exactly what's going to happen. Um, but I, I will tell you this much, though. I really don't care at this point. I just want to play football. I'm, that's where I'm at right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's funny how when you get something taken away from you, you're a lot less picky when it comes back around the next time. Of course, I want to be CFP eligible. Uh, of course, I want to make sure we play enough games to qualify to make it into the CFP or at least be considered to be the Final Four. To be honest, like I'm going to kind of just I'm going to ease my way into this probably like everyone else is. And I just want to see that first game. I want to see Justin Fields out there one more time. I want to see all of our starters, uh, our key starters coming back, you know, and we'll talk probably in episode uh, or in our part two of this um, section where we're hopefully see Sean Wade back. You know, we're still waiting on a decision um, and obviously Wyatt Davis already in the process of trying to make a comeback from opting out. So I just, man, I really want to see this team on the field, you know, and we'll go from game one and then we'll go from there. I'm sure as the season goes on, my expectations for what I want the season to become is going to change and evolve. But at this point, dude, just seeing them on the field in an actual competitive game on TV, man, that, that it gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. I'll tell you what, I start to get goosebumps about it and I got really excited. But then like as my brain started working, I started to think, look how stringent the Big Ten is making this whole coronavirus thing on us being able to play. I mean, did you check? Did you get a load of the uh, the chart that they put out about, you know, percentages and all that good stuff? I did. It's actually scarily similar to the West Virginia, which is right next to me, um, just about five, ten minutes from me down here in Ashland, Kentucky. But uh, West Virginia has a very similar code that they have for their public schools. You know, they have a green, uh, a yellow and a red. And it's all based upon uh, number percentages of people that are testing positive with COVID. It may not even necessarily just be, <clears throat> pardon me, students. Or it may not necessarily just be, you know, staff or anything like that. It's the community, too. And I think the Big Ten kind of does the same thing. Uh, I know that their color system is based off percentages that I think you have. But 
It's right. not just football players. It's also people in the community. And that's what I want to talk about. So so basically they came out with the two metrics. You know, one is for the team and the other one is for the community. So the way it breaks down is for the team, if zero to two percent of the team tests positive, they're still in the green, which means they're they're good to go. They can still do everything. If it's from two to five percent, you're in the orange category, which means basically proceed with caution. Like you need to take a look at it. Um, you need to monitor what's going on, but you're still allowed to practice and play. If you get over five, you're in the red category. Okay, the red category means all practices and games stop. So that's the team part of it. On the community side of it, you have zero to three point five percent is in the green, three point five to seven point seven point five percent is the orange, and then over seven five seven point five percent is the red. So the thing that is confusing to people, I think, is that it's a combination of both of those things that tell whether or not you're able to play. So if you got a green in one and a green in the other, you're good to go. If you have a green in one and an orange in the other, you're good to go. But if you have two oranges or a red in either one of the categories, then you're stopped from playing. And that's where I think we're going to get into quite a bit of trouble. Man, that was a mouthful. It's kind of hard to keep track of all that, isn't it? It really is because if you get in the red category, your team can't do anything for seven days no matter what. But if you as an individual contract the coronavirus, then you're out for 21 days. And I think that's that's one of the key things right there for me. An individual, regardless of anything else, it is automatic 21 days out before you can even come back and practice or play. And we'll get back to this color system in just a second, but you know what happens if one of your key starters, I mean, even say for us, like a Justin Fields, somehow contracts this virus, He's out for three weeks. There's three straight games that he is not going to be able to play, which in an eight-game season, when you're plus one nine, that's that's a third of the th- third. Oh, can't even talk. Third of the season. A that third he's of the season. A third of the season. <laughs> I mean, but it's just man. I mean, it's almost like your key players. Like if I'm a coach, if I'm Ryan Day in there, I'm literally looking at my key players and saying, I can't force you to not go out. But I'm telling you, if you go out, you're going to put your whole season at jeopardy. You're going to put the team at jeopardy. Like, put yourself in a bubble. Saran wrap yourself if you have to leave the dorm or the apartment or wherever it is you're staying at. Do not go out anywhere. If you need something, call me or call one of our assistants and we will bring it to you. Like, do not leave at for any reason, you know? And that's kind of almost like what I would be telling them because, yes, we don't want our numbers up. As a whole, percentage-wise, but man, you get a key player that gets it. So I mean, say goodbye to the third of the season for him. And then, not to mention, you're not practicing or doing anything for 21 days. You know how hard it is to just come back and play at a high level that week after that, too. I mean, you might as well be coughing up half the season worth of quality play for that player. Absolutely. And you know, another thing I want to touch on is that I don't think a lot of people have had this run through their head yet. But regardless of how you feel about the coronavirus, part of this is on the community. I mean, one of the metrics is what we do as a whole here in Columbus, Ohio. You know, it if you're out and about and our numbers spike up or whatever, that is a hit against the Buckeyes. So it's almost like a double-edged sword there because you're looking at, yeah, the players got to stay safe, but also so does the community or we're not playing. And there's, n- there's not going to be any way to r- really honestly regulate that. I mean, for the most part, though, if you look around here, or anywhere besides maybe out California or a few random hotspots, no one's really in the red percentage wise. But my question is this, like what exactly do you consider community? Are we talking about everything within a 20 mile radius, a hundred mile radius? Is it based on zip code? 
Is it based upon state numbers? Is it based upon like, and even like what reports are we honestly going on? Because sometimes there's certain people or certain places that report different than others. Like, you know, there, it feels like that's something that like, sure, you got your football team. It's either yes, you're positive or no. And we know how many people we have. Like there's your percentage. I get that. But the community, how, how are they going to, how are they going to be able to do that? You know, that's a good question. They haven't put out any metrics that I've seen so far. I mean, I've only read about 75 articles on it so far, and none of them have said that. But I will I've tell read you 78. this. Have you? <laughs> I will tell you this. I heard a story today um, that I thought it was kind of funny to bring up. I'm not going to name the program, okay, but a certain Division One school here in Ohio is having football practices. And you know how they're testing for coronavirus? This is, this is the, the weirdest thing I've ever heard. At the end of practice, every player spits in a bucket, and they test that sample. If that comes back positive, then they test the entire team. That's how they're doing it. That might be the most disgusting thing I've ever heard. I thought it was. That's why I decided to bring it up. Let's just hope, dear God, that Ohio State is better than that, that we don't have a big old spit bucket, a big coronavirus spit bucket that we're all spitting in. Oh, I'm sure they would be. I just think it's kind of funny to bring up that, you know, it, it was kind of funny the contrast because Ohio State's taken this so seriously. They followed every protocol to keep these kids safe. But then you have other programs that this is where they are. And that kind of brings me back to the point that I was talking about is where we can try to control as much as we can as a community, whatever that should mean, and as a school, but we can't control anybody else. Right. And, and you then, know, oh, we, well, we definitely know that frustration because we've been feeling that for the past 35 days where we felt completely helpless while the Big Ten sat behind closed doors and basically drank high class martinis and probably looked and smiled and laughed at the TV screen every time it got brought up. Well, you know what? I, I'm sure that Kevin Warren felt some kind of relief yesterday uh, when he finally put something out and there's you know wheels turning. So everybody's talking about how happy they are. Big Ten football is coming back and stuff. But if he thinks for one second that people are going to forget what happened during this time, especially if something happens during the season, if we if we only get to play four games or three games, you know, something like that. If he thinks he's going to live this down, he is sorely mistaken. Don't, and don't get us wrong. Like, we're not saying that canceling the season at any point in time was necessarily the right or wrong decision. That's never even really what we've been upset with. It's just the complete lack of transparency in telling us why. I mean, we literally came out with that schedule. Six days later, cancel season. Don't give us any explanation. Nothing. Don't even tell us how it was voted. And then literally 35 days later, we come back. And that literally is all I can tell you what happened in over a month was we somehow found out it was possibly 11 to 3. We possibly think it was Nebraska, Iowa, and Ohio State voting yes. Everyone else voted no. And then other than that, nothing. That right there, like, had they come out from the very get-go and said, you know, this is why we stopped it. This is what we're seeing different. Or we're just not sure about these things. We, it, There may not be a problem, but we need more information before we do this. The timing was sketchy. The lack of communication was horrible. So at the end of the day, it's not that we're upset with Big Ten or Kevin Warren necessarily that they had canceled it. The timing was crap, that's for sure. But we heard nothing in 35 days. How can we ever go forward and trust this leadership moving forward, especially, you know, since we still don't know where the season's going to take us or what's going to happen. In exactly. And I, I heard from somebody today an interesting take that I hadn't thought of. You're and what he said was revealing some of these sources. See, I can't reveal these sources because then they won't tell me stuff. Okay. That's true. We just, <laughs> we just got keep saying per source. Yeah. Per source. Um, he just had a totally different take on it that uh, we hadn't heard yet. Well, that I hadn't heard. I oh, said, that's man, gotta, our... that's gotta be Larry Blackburn then, isn't it? <laughs> 
I said, are you, I said, are you happy? Are you happy? Ohio state football's back. He said, no. I said, why not? He goes, so what you're telling me is he goes, I got a sandwich in my hand and you take it from me, take a big bite out of it and then hand it back to me. I'm supposed to be happy because I got some sandwich left. He goes, no, I'm still upset. You bit part of my sandwich off. I see how that directly applies to this. You know, he's like, I, I, I wanted a full season. I wanted a full season. There's no reason we shouldn't have one, you know, so no matter whether well, they're playing but, or not, there's still people. But at the same time, though, OK, let's say that you take a bite of that sandwich, but you kept that sandwich away from that person long enough and they had nothing else to eat. They're starving. So yeah, guess what? I you finally get them. At, is... No, you give them that sandwich back. We were starving for football. You give us anything at that point and that's going to soften the blow significantly. It really is. But I get it. I get where he's coming from. He He's not happy with taking what he's given. He wants what he's owed, I guess, is kind of the. The way that he sees it. And, you know, I never yeah. really thought about it like that. I mean, don't now. get me don't get me wrong. Even though we're getting a season, we've still been robbed of an awful lot this year. And there's still no guarantees moving forward. So even though we're happy that at least we're allowed to play, barring that we pass all of these protocols, it doesn't mean that, you know, we've given back everything that we had in the first place. We're already losing a handful of games. Uh, we're already losing the ability to probably even play as many games as what they're telling us we're going to play. You know, barring that we're getting both uh, our key players that opted out back, I mean, we're, we're going to lose players in the process. Uh, and who's to say that even when we start playing, maybe they see how it's going and they decide, hey, you know what, this is just too risky. It may still get canceled. I don't know what's going to happen. Regardless, he's right. Like, we're not getting back what we started with. I just think it just still feels to me like everything's so strict with all of their numbers that I understand they're trying to make it as safe as possible. And I and I'm and I'll back that 100 percent. But I think, you know, they're trying to make so many T's crossed and dotting all these I's and everything to the point where it's almost going to be like, you know, it's going to be so difficult to jump through all these hoops to actually play that, you know, it scares me thinking that, you know, in a month from now, are these teams actually going to be able to play? Yeah, and I just feel like no matter what, he's kind of set us up for failure. You know, not putting a bye week in in there. I don't understand why we couldn't have started a week earlier. At least put one buffer week in there. Uh, you know, I really don't think it's that big of a deal. Every team that was out there, all the Big Ten schools knew that this was coming. They've all been preparing. You know, most of them anyways. I'm sure there's a couple. Well, do you know, do you know why? Well, and again, you could have switched this, but do you know why they're starting the 24th, in my opinion? Is that rule right there where if anyone tests positive, they're out 21 days? Well, you know when they're starting the daily testing? It's September 30th. So September 30th, if they if someone tests positive, they're out 21 days. If you start the weekend of October 10th or the weekend of October 17th, that player right there that tested positive on the 30th would not be allowed to play. Well, so then move that's the testing they, that's, date. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they're not even starting to test these kids for another two weeks. Like two weeks from what? Yesterday. That's, two weeks, yeah, two weeks from the 16th. Like, I mean, yeah. So why don't you just go ahead and start the testing immediately and then go ahead and start it on October 10th or on the 17th. And then therefore you have one or two weeks you can have as a bye week. Part of it feels slighted to me. Like they're saying, okay, we hear you. We're going to give you football, but we're going to make it so hard for you to play football that you probably won't. You know, they're saying like, yeah, well, you know, we'll give you eight games. You'll still be CFP eligible, which is what you guys wanted. You know, all this stuff. But by the way, there's no bye weeks. You got to play eight games straight. Uh, possibly, I, I'm hearing through 
a bunch of articles that I've read that, you know, the TV networks are talking about making us play on Friday nights. So you'll have a short week on some of those. We don't really know what it's going to look like. They keep telling us the schedule is going to come out at some point this week. We haven't seen it yet. So I don't know. We're going to play on Friday nights. You know, that's that's a short that's a short turnaround, depending on how the schedule goes. You know, if we've got a, you know, a Wisconsin on a Saturday night, that's that's a really tough game. And we turn around and play Penn State on a Friday night. That's going to be a, that's going to be a tough turnaround. Oh, I agree. I agree. But at this point, we need to do whatever we got to do to get these games in. And I understand the scheduling is probably going to look kind of crappy. And I mean, I even remember several years ago, but like we started our, our first game of the year at Indiana on the road on a Thursday night. I think it was probably like three years ago or something like that or four years ago. I think it was J.K. Dobbins, yeah. Dobbins freshman year. And I'm just like, what are they? This is Ohio State. This is, you know, I, before I'd say this is the Big Ten, but that's obviously kind of lost a lot of its luster. But this is Ohio State. Like, it's like nobody puts baby in a corner. Like, don't you dare put Ohio State on a Thursday night. Like, Ohio State, Saturdays. Man, Saturdays. And for me, preferably, like, this is a whole nother conversation, but I've never been the biggest fan of the noon games. You already know my stance on that. If I, other than the Michigan game, which I understand is a noon kickoff, always has been, probably always will be. Man, I'll tell you what, man, my favorite game that I went to when it was uh, uh, 2005, 2006, and we were ranked one and Team Up North was ranked two, I went to that game and it was a 3.30 game, so the whole entire second half was dark out. Like, it just had a different feel to it, man. Like, I'm sorry, but like... For me personally, I know it's in late November, so they're probably doing a lot more noon games to try to get more of the heat of the day. But, dude, play under the lights, man. Like, there's something special about playing under the lights. You know what I mean? Well, that's one of the things that I liked about Urban Meyer was that he's all about the night game. All about the night game, and so am I. I enjoy it, man. It means, you know, you can you can kind of plan your day around it. You can get stuff done, you know what I mean, then come home, grill out, you know, maybe have a couple adult beverages and you know and get ready for the game and i always i always like the atmosphere of of it being at night uh but but i get that like you said weather permitted you know nobody wants to play at night when it's you know negative four in columbus right. ohio you know i get Plus, that gosh man you you tailgate hard for a noon game you wasted the rest of your saturday evening like i don't know about you but i'm, I'm not in my 20s anymore if i tailgate too hard for a noon game i ain't worth a crap the rest of saturday no kegs and eggs <laughs> <laughs> get out somebody get out the tums well, that's what happens well, okay. honestly, I think overall, um, I think this is a good thing, but I think there's way too much time between now and that first game for a lot of things to go wrong, especially with all of the restrictions that they're putting out. And honestly, at this point, I think um, it's really going to be dependent upon almost setting up kind of like these modified bubbles. I mean, you literally can't put these college kids in bubbles. You're not getting paid. They're not professional athletes. I get that. They still have schooling and all of that. But man, you've got to find some way to limit their contact with the outside world and they have to almost you know the coaches and the support staff and the training staff and everyone has to make them realize like hey listen you know i know you're 18 19 20 years old some of you 21 like you know you want to be kids i get that but if we're fought this hard to have a football season then you need to fight extra hard to keep the season oh 100 percent, i agree and i can say the same thing to whatever community means Let's just call it the state of Ohio if it has to be. That's a personal challenge to you. You wanted Buckeye football. You yelled for Buckeye football. You screamed for Buckeye football. I know I did. Well, then it's here. Yeah. I mean, I know I don't live in Ohio, so I can go buck wild down here in Kentucky. But you, on the other hand, you're under you're under uh, strict. Uh, we're counting on you, Chad. 
Um, the way we're doing this whole one part, two part thing is we wanted to talk about what actually happened with the Big Ten decision on this episode. And then the next episode, we really want to talk about uh, the CFP implications and then kind of, uh, you know, a little bit more on the scheduling thing. So if you want to hear about that, uh, listen in to episode two. We're calling this The Bucks Are Back, so it'll be, uh, this is part one. Uh, check in and listen to part two. Everybody out there listening, uh, this week we actually kind of stepped up our game a little bit. So we are now on iTunes. Uh, we are now on Spotify. And if our application ever gets approved, we will be on Google Play as well. And of course, we're always on uh, YouTube. If you get a chance, uh, check those out. Uh, if you want a different way to listen, that's awesome. That's why we put it out there. So people with Apple and people with different platforms can listen in different ways. Yeah, all those links, guys, um, if you're listening on the YouTube, should be posted below. So check down below. You'll see the links. Uh, and again, for our YouTube page, don't forget to subscribe and like the video. Uh, we also got a Facebook page and we're on Twitter where we like to share a lot of information. So don't forget to check those out as well. So guys, thanks for visiting in today and we'll see you next time. Go Bucks. OH.